Welcome to the podcast for Gateway Baptist Church. You're listening to a message from our Mackenzie campus. Find us at gatewaybaptist.com.au if you'd like to connect with us as we seek to change lives by following Jesus in our community, our nation and our world. Hey, happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. I pray that you all have a great day and you get thoroughly spoilt today on Father's Day. It's a known fact that mums get more spent on them for Mother's Day than dads do for Father's Day. But uh, why don't you jump in the chat right now and just tell your dad how much you love him. I don't know what it is you got for Father's Day this year. I don't know whether you got a year's supply of socks and undies or whether you got uh, your favourite box of chockies or whether you got one of those really cool handmade ties that the kids bring home from school. But I doubt many of you dads today got boxing gloves. But the question I want to ask you today on Father's Day is... What are you fighting for? What is it that you're fighting for today? There's a lot of fighting going on out there at the moment. You know, there's fighting to get our borders open and there's others fighting to keep the borders closed. You know, some of you are fighting for your business. You're fighting to keep a job. Some of you are fighting for your health. Some of you are fighting for a fair go. There's a lot of fighting going on out there at the moment and some of the fights that we get into are really not worth the effort and we need to stop fighting. But there are other fights that are so important that we must never stop fighting for what is right. Some of you might say, you know, I'm more of a lover than a fighter. I really don't want to be in any fight. You know, I uh, played footy in my 20s for a club that was known for its fighting. You know, some footy teams are known for their great defence or they're known for their kicking game or their razzle-dazzle attack. The team I played for was well known across Sydney for fighting and for fighting dirty. We excelled at it. And so every week when the fight started... I had to find somewhere to hide. I generally find the littlest guy on the team and just hold on to him and say, you don't want to fight, do you? And hopefully he'd say no, because I certainly didn't want to. And we'd just hold each other until the fight was over. Because I didn't want to be in the fight. But the fight I want to talk about today is a fight that we're all in whether we like it or not. And it's a fight that is always worth fighting for. It's the fight for your family. I want to encourage you today, whether you're a mom or a dad, a brother or a sister, a son or a daughter, a grandma or a grandpa, to fight for your family. Because your family is worth fighting for. Families are under attack from Every angle at the moment. Families have been torn apart and torn down. Families are under attack, under economic attack, moral attack, social attack, relational attack, spiritual attack. Families are under attack and someone has to fight 
for your family. I want to encourage you today, whatever position you have in the family, to fight for your family. You know, many, many years ago, when uh, Nehemiah and uh, all their families returned to Jerusalem to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem, their families were under attack. This is what it says in uh, Nehemiah 4, verse uh, 10 to 12. It says, The people in Judah said, The strength of the labourers is giving out, and there's so much rubble that we cannot rebuild the wall. Also, our enemies said, before they know it or see us, we will be right there among them and we'll kill them and put an end to the work. Then the Jews who lived near them came and told us ten times over, wherever you turn, they will attack us. You see, as they're rebuilding the walls for their family to be a safe city for them to live in, they were getting weary from working hard. There was an enemy that was constantly undermining their efforts to keep their families safe. And everywhere they turned, they were just told over and over again, 10 times over. Every time they switched on their telly, all they heard was bad news. This isn't going to work. There is no hope. And I wonder whether thousands of years later, some of you are feeling a little bit the same. You're weary from working hard. There's a lot of weary people out there right now. There seems to be an enemy that's always trying to undermine your efforts to build your family, to protect your family. And you just keep getting told over and over again, there is no hope. It doesn't matter where you turn. There will be no hope. But I love Nehemiah's response. I love what he says in uh, verse 14. He says, Do not be afraid of them. Remember the Lord who is great and awesome and fight for your families, for your sons and for your daughters, for your wives and for your homes, and our God will fight for us. That's how it finishes in verse 20. When you fight for your families, when you fight for your sons and daughters, for your wives and for your homes, then our God will fight for us. This is what I want you to remember today. When you fight for your family, the Lord will fight for you. When you fight for your family, the Lord will fight for you. God thinks your family is worth fighting for today. And so when you fight for your family, he'll fight for you. God loves families. He designed you know, families to be a place filled with love and filled with joy, a safe place, a secure place, a, a place where, where, where young people would be nurtured to learn and to grow, a place where all people in the family know that they belong and they're cared for. God loves families. He loves your family. So when you fight for your family to be all that God designed it to be, he's fighting for you. 
your family is worth fighting for. I want to encourage you today, whether you're a mum or a dad, a brother or a sister, an aunt or an uncle, a grandma or an old grandpa like me, fight for your family. Roll up your sleeves, get into the ring and actively fight for your family and the Lord will fight for you. Hey, there's three, uh, three ways. You don't have to put on gloves to fight for your family. But there's three ways. I'd love you to fight for your family. Firstly, fight on your knees. Nehemiah chapter 4, verse 8, it says, They all plotted to come and fight against Jerusalem and stir up trouble against it. But listen to what they did. This is the first thing they did before they did anything else. But we prayed to our God and posted a guard day and night to meet this threat. You see, they didn't want to fight. They didn't go looking for a fight. But they were in a fight whether they wanted to be or not. Their enemies plotted together to fight and to stir up trouble against them and their instant reaction, their first reaction was to pray. Prayer wasn't their last resort or their afterthought. And prayer wasn't the only thing that they did, but prayer was the first thing that they did. And prayer must be the first thing that we do to fight for our families. Let their testimony be your testimony. This is a great testimony. The enemy of our soul plotted to fight against our family, but we prayed to our God and he fought for our family and defeated the enemy. You see, fighting on your knees, it doesn't seem too smart. When you're on your knees, there's not much you can physically do. When you're on your knees, you're vulnerable. You can get pushed around. You know, when you're on your knees, you can easily be overpowered. But you see, when we get on our knees and we pray, we actually invite God into the fight. And our enemy trembles because God is stronger and our God will not be defeated. You see, Nehemiah at this point had no walls to protect his family and other families. And the enemy that was coming to fight against them was bigger and was stronger than them. And so they got on their knees and they invited God into the fight. They prayed to God and God protected them from their enemy. You see, when you fight for your family on your knees, the Lord will fight for you. It's a great story if we skip to the New Testament in uh, Matthew chapter 15. There's a Canaanite woman that gets on her knees when she's got nowhere else to turn and she cries out to the Lord for her family. It, it says when you read the rest of the story that uh, her daughter was demon-possessed and she was suffering terribly. And so she cried out to Jesus for help. But this woman had multiple challenges to overcome, to win the fight in prayer. Firstly, she had a religious barrier to overcome. She was a Canaanite woman. She was a Gentile. You know, she wasn't a Jew. 
And so when, when she came to, uh, to, to Jesus, the disciples actually discouraged her and tried to shoo her away. And even Jesus himself you know, said, I, I'm here for the lost sheep of, of Israel. I'm not here to actually, you know, to go to the Gentile towns. But she argues with Jesus. And, and she says, even, even the, you know, the dogs get the crumbs from the table. And she, she kneels down before Jesus. And, and she's just desperate before Jesus and dependent on Jesus and cries out to Jesus. And, and at first, Jesus is silent. And, and some of you know that that's a barrier to overcome. That when you first pray, it seems like God is silent and he's not doing anything. You know, see, this woman has multiple barriers to overcome to win the fight in prayer, but she doesn't give up. And so in verse 25, it says, The woman came and knelt before Jesus and says, Lord, help me. She gets on her knees and she cries out to Jesus and says, I'm completely dependent on you. I'm desperate for you. Lord, help me. And Jesus said in verse 28, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. She, despite all of the challenges that she faced, all of the discouragements coming her way, she got on her knees in prayer and she fought for her family and she won the fight for her family. Because when you fight for your family on your knees, the Lord will fight for you. And we too, we, we face different challenges and different discouragements uh, to this woman. And we've got many distractions that actually distract us from praying for our family. That's why I want to encourage you to do something different, to literally get on your knees when you pray for your family. There may be a bunch of other ways and other places that you pray for other people at other times. You might pray walking. You might pray standing. You might pray sitting in your favourite chair. You might like to pray dancing or riding or when you're in the shower. You know, knock yourself out. You know, whatever you'd love to do uh, when, you, when you pray, do that. But because we get so distracted and we face many challenges that can discourage us when we're praying for our family. But it's so important and it's a fight that we must never stop fighting. I literally want to encourage you to get on your knees and pray for your family every day. If you've got little kids, just get on your knees beside their bed every night and pray for your kids as they're going to bed. As your kids get a little bit older and they find that a little bit creepy, kneel beside your own bed and pray for your kids. You know, if you're an older, you know, grandma or grandpa like me, just kind of slowly kneel down, you know, beside a chair that you can hold on to and pray for your kids, pray for your grandkids, but fight for your family on your knees. Because when you fight for your families on your knees in prayer, the Lord will fight for you.
and you might just see miracles happen in your family like this woman who knelt before Jesus so many years ago. Fight for your family on your knees. You see, prayer wasn't the only thing that they did to fight, but it was the first thing that they did to fight. And secondly, I want to encourage you to fight with your sword. It says, they prayed first and then they picked up some other weapons of war. Verse 13, it says, I stationed some of the people behind the lowest points of the wall at the exposed places, posting them beside families with their swords, their spears and their bows. Nehemiah and his buddies picked up a sword and strapped it by their side and they stationed themselves besides families to fight for their families. Now, I'm not suggesting here, I don't want you to take this one quite as literally as the getting on your knees one. I'm not suggesting that we should walk around our neighbourhood kind of and start swashbuckling any stray cats or teenage boys that are making a nuisance of themselves. I'm not suggesting that we should carry a literal sword because our struggle is actually not against flesh and blood. And so we've got some different weapons that we need to pick up. Ephesians chapter 6 says our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. And so what Paul is saying here is that we have an enemy that has a legion of demons that hates families, hates your family, and will do anything to tear apart families. But God loves families. And so God has given us some weapons to fight with. And he lists a whole bunch of them in this passage. But I want us just to focus on one. At the end of this passage, verse 12, it says, Put on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. You see, he's saying here the Word of God is like a sharp sword that has power to inflict damage on the enemy. You see, I, I'm not much of a fighter. I can't fight my way out of a wet paper bag. But I'd feel a little bit more confident in a fight with a sword because a sword is powerful. You know, a sharp sword has power to inflict damage on the enemy. But a sword is only powerful if you pick it up and use it. It's not too powerful if you simply leave it on the shelf or you leave it in your cupboard. It's not going to help you in a fight. And what God is telling us in Ephesians chapter 6 is actually the Word of God is a powerful sword. It has power to inflict damage on the enemy. But once again, it's only useful in the fight if you pick it up. Leave it on the shelf, leave it in the cupboard. It's not going to help you in the fight and you'll be defenseless. And I'd say there's just too many families walking around defenseless against their enemy and they're getting taken down. You see, the enemy's only good at one thing 
He's good at lying. And he's lying to our kids at the moment about their identity and their worth. And so we got kids, hundreds of kids, thousands of kids in our nation that are self-harming. And they're taking drugs to escape reality. And there are far too many that are taking their lives to escape the pain that they're in. The enemy's a liar. He lies to our kids about their identity and about their worth. And he lies to all of us about the power that we have in Christ to win the fight. You see, Satan is a defeated enemy. Jesus defeated him on the cross. The devil threw everything at Jesus on the cross. All of the sin, all of the shame, all of the wickedness in this world was heaped on Jesus and he died. He died a, a, a terrible, agonizing death. And his body was laid in a tomb. And it looked like the Son of God was down and out for the count. But when the women went to the tomb on the third day, they didn't find a dead body. They didn't find a defeated Savior. They didn't find a dead God. They found that he had risen from the dead and he was not defeated, but he actually defeated the power of sin and death once and for all. He defeated the power of the enemy. It says in Colossians 2 that at the cross, our debt of sin was cancelled and he disarmed the devil. He disarmed the powers of, the, of evil. He ripped off the devil's arms. He's got no arms and it's hard to fight with no arms. He's a defeated foe. All he's good at doing is lying and he lies really well. And so the battlefield that we have is actually in our mind and the Word of God is a weapon to win the fight on that battlefield. But you've got to pick up the weapon if you're going to win the fight. Corinthians, it says the weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, Nehemiah, you know, in, in this passage, he says, remember the Lord who is great and awesome. And sometimes when we're in the fight, we forget that the Lord is great and awesome. We, we forget what he's done for us and who he's called us to be. And, and so the word of God, you know, actually, you know, works against, it defeats those strongholds and those, those things that we have set up in our mind that will defeat, defeat us. And it will defeat our hope. And so whenever the thoughts in your mind are contrary to the Word of God, we've got to pick up the Word of God. We've got to remember how great and awesome God is and all that He's done for us to win the fight. And parents, you've got a really important role, really important role to train your kids to fight. And some of you right now would say, my kids don't need any training on how to fight. They, they pick up any object, turn it into a sword or a weapon and they find a way to whack their little brother or sister with it. 
The scripture actually tells us to train our kids to fight. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Fathers, do not exasperate your children, which I find very frustrating because exasperating my kids is really a lot of fun. But uh, it says, Instead, bring them up in the training and the instruction of the Lord. You see, when we raise our kids in the training and the instruction of the Lord, we help them know who they are and we help them know what Jesus has done for them. We train them up to win the fight in their mind, to know their identity, to know their worth, to win the fight. You see, when you fight for your family with the sword, the word of God, the Lord will fight for you. Let me just give you a really ancient and simple way to pick up the Word of God and fight for your family. You know, for hundreds of years, every Friday night, a Jewish dad would place a hand on their child's head and he would just speak a blessing over them from Scripture. From Numbers chapter 6, he says, The Lord bless you and keep you, my child. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Now you need to understand these are just ordinary families going through ordinary struggles and challenges. They would have had their differences during the week. They would have argued over the remote and how much time they were allowed to spend online. They would have faced challenges at work and be worried about how they would pay their bills. But every Friday night they'd come together as a family and dad would declare, son, daughter, the Lord is watching over you. He'll protect you. The God of heaven is smiling towards you because he loves you. Your father in heaven can actually see what you're going through right now and he'll give you peace that passes understanding. And so these kids in these families would grow up knowing without a shadow of a doubt that they were loved by their earthly dad and that there was a God in heaven who knew them by name and loved them unconditionally. Simple way, ancient way of just speaking the word of God over your kids. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. I'm going to put a few other verses and resources in the chat right now that you can uh, take away today to use to just speak the word of God over your kids because the word of God is a powerful sword. It has power to bless your kids and to shape their future. And so they win the battle of the mind. Firstly, fight for your family. Fight on your knees. Get on your knees. Secondly, fight for your family. Pick up your sword. Pick up the word of God. You've got to pick it up and you've got to speak it over your family. And lastly, don't fight alone. Don't fight alone. Never fight alone says in verse 19, the work is extensive and spread out and we're widely separated from each other along the wall. Wherever you hear the sound of the trumpet, join us there and our God will fight for us. You see, they're all spread apart around the wall and widely separated from one another. They were isolated. Don't we all hate that word at the moment? And they were vulnerable to attack. And so when someone was under attack, they would blow the trumpet. They'd blow the trumpet. 
And when they heard the sound of the trumpet, everyone would come running. All of the other families would come and they would fight together for that family. No one was isolated. No one was alone. No one ever fought alone. I tell you, we're living in a time where we're more separated from each other than ever before. We are more widely separated and isolated than we'd really like to be. This is a time to blow the trumpet and to fight together when we're under attack. Some of you today, dads, mums, brothers, sisters, uncles, need to learn to blow your trumpet. Probably a trumpet like this isn't going to help you all that much. People won't know to come running. But you've got a trumpet. You've all got a trumpet right now. And I've left mine over there. Donnie's going to throw it to me right now because you've all got a trumpet that looks like this. And so I want to encourage you, get out your trumpet. This is a trumpet. There's a whole bunch of ways this is a trumpet. You can get it out right now and you can join a life group. Get into a community of people where you're doing the fight together. You can text a mate and just see how they're going today. You can, you can begin to fight for your mates and fight for other families. You know, you can just get, get this trumpet out and you can ring and say, hey, I'm in trouble right now. We're going through, this is a family. I need you to pray for me. This is a trumpet. Three important things I want us to do. Get on your knees and fight in prayer. Pick up the sword, the word of God, and speak it over your family. And blow your trumpet. Never fight alone. Get people around you. Susan and I have needed that. When our, when our kids were, you know, uh, teenagers, we had a, a couple that we would pray with on Wednesday nights. Every Wednesday night we get together and we just pray for each other's marriages and pray for our families. Incredible blessing uh, for us. When one of our kids was going through a very difficult time and was hospitalised, we had a group of people that would pray for us every single day. We did not fight alone. Just Thursday morning, just gone, I got a group of guys that meet with me early in the morning, six o'clock in the morning, and we just fight together in prayer. Never fight alone. Fight for your family and fight with your mates and the Lord will fight for you. I just believe God wants someone to hear today that it's not too late to fight for your family. It's not too late. Wherever you are on the journey, it's never too late to fight for your family. You're never too old. You're never too young. It's never too far gone. It's never too late to fight for your family. Through the centuries, men and women of old have fought for their families and the Lord has fought for them. Moses fought to deliver his family and the Lord delivered the entire nation of Israel out of slavery. Noah fought to protect his family from the flood and the Lord saved the whole world from destruction. Abraham fought for Lot after he became a captive of war and the Lord and fought for their family. Joseph, despite everything his family had done to him, forgave his family. He fought for his family and the Lord saved a whole nation from famine. David fought the giant that was pestering his brothers and God made him the greatest king in history. Esther 
had one night before the king to risk her life before an evil king to fight for her family and God saved an entire nation. And Nehemiah calls the community of God to fight for their families, for their sons, for their daughters, for their wives, for their homes and the Lord fought for them. And those walls they were rebuilding two and a half years, thousand years ago are still standing today and God's plans are still unfolding in 2020. When you fight for your family, the Lord will fight for you. Fight on your knees, fight with the sword, the Word of God and never ever fight alone. When you fight for your family, the Lord will fight for you. Hey, I'd just love to pray for all the dads out there today and to pray a blessing over your families. If you're in your lounge room with your dad, why don't you just grab hold of him right now? If not, just uh, think of your dad as I begin to pray for him. But I just love to pray for all the dads out there and pray a blessing over all the families. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you that you are our perfect heavenly Father. I thank you that we can come to you on our knees at any time and you listen to everything we say. Even in the moments of silence where we're just not sure what you're doing, you are there and you are listening and you are comforting and you are strengthening. And God, I pray that you do that today for every dad out there. God, I pray that you would comfort, that you would strengthen, you would give wisdom where they need wisdom. God, I pray that, that, that we would be a church full of dads on our knees praying for our families and blessing our families, speaking the Word of God over our families. And we'd be doing it together, be fighting together to actually see our families win the battle. And so, God, would you bless every dad out there today? Fill them with strength and courage and wisdom. Fill their hearts with love. God, I pray that today would be a day of joy with their families. God, would you minister to us for those who are missing their dad today, for those where there's difficulties in relationships with, with dads today. God, would you minister to us? Would you comfort us today? God, I pray a blessing over every family that's listening today. God, would they know your grace God, would they know your comfort in this season? God, would you help us where we're not understanding what you've won for us on the cross and we're, we're listening to the lies of the enemy? God, would you help us to take hold of the Word of God today, make it obedient to Christ, and that every member of every family would know our identity and our worth in Christ? God, would you bless Bless every family today. Fill us with love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness and self-control. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this message. If we can pray for you or you would like to take a further step in your relationship with Jesus, we would love to connect with you. Please head to gatewaybaptist.com.au and click on Get Connected to let us know.